Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder presents Central Texas Events. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Central Texas Events. And today we're going to talk about a very special event for the city of Waco. And it kind of centers around its 175th founding. And, you know, I think a lot of people may not know who really was the founder of Waco. And that's why we are here talking with Jeff Oresti and uh, Monica Shannon, who are, well, you were the founder, Jeff, of the Jacob de Cordova Society. That's right. Relatively new group. Been around in a sense since 1849. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But there's, there's more that. recently, just set up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, so let's talk a little bit about, about you. What brought you to Waco? You uh, were an attorney in Boston for many years and got to Houston and then got to Waco. Uh, our daughter is a doctor here in Waco, and after she completed her residency, uh, she convinced us that she was going to stay here, and yeah. she has. She's now working in Gatesville. Uh, and is in charge of a medical clinic there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got two children, so our grandchildren are here. And They're a powerful draw, aren't and, they? And uh, we're here. <laughs> so no, no Boston snow, but... We don't have the snow, but yeah. we, we've had some cold weather. It's pretty interesting yeah, to have the cold weather around here. Yeah, yeah, we have. Well, Monica, of course, you're a public relations expert, and uh, you're the one who really first contacted me about this project right. that has to do with this gentleman here, Jacob de Cordova, and his you know, important impact on the city of Waco and its founding so many years ago. Jacob was an amazing fellow. I was told by my younger brother when we moved here that a Sephardic Jew was the founder of Waco. And I started looking it up, and when I came across the name de Cordova, it was very familiar to me because in the Boston area we have a de Cordova museum, which as it turns out is a nephew. Yeah, a relative. Um, And so the name was familiar, and I started doing a little bit more research. And uh, I went over to the Texas Collection, where they were incredibly helpful. Uh, And then I found out about the Institute for Oral History at Baylor. Next thing you know, I had all this research material that had been uh, gone through by others long before my time. So I did a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating to see what that man did. Very important in the history of Texas, not just Waco. Oh, yeah. And so he originally from Spain. And how did he make his way here? Well, the, the de Cordova lineage uh, starts uh, back um, before 1492, but in 1492, the family was expelled from Spain. That was part of the, uh, uh, the Inquisition. It mm-hmm. was uh, a time when the Jews had to leave. Yeah. His particular family, through various turns, made their way to Jamaica. And wow. in Jamaica, 
there was a period of time in the early 1800s that his father took the family, moved to Philadelphia, where he founded a, uh, there was a synagogue. He was the president of the synagogue there. Uh, back in Jamaica, uh, a predecessor in the family had founded a temple there. So there was a tremendous Jewish connection. And then they came to Philadelphia. And then at that point, uh, through various turns, he made his way to Texas. Mm -hmm. And of course, the uh, Waco Indians living along the Brazos. Um, so he probably found, as they did, that this was a pretty lovely little part of the state. He was very fortunate in, in the work that he did because he was the, uh, a surveyor. He worked extensively with surveyors mm -hmm. across the state. And one of the great surveyors of the state is George E. Rath. And yes. he hired George E. Rath. And uh, because he owned and controlled land that is now uh, the uh, site of Waco, uh, he asked George E. Rath, what is the place where we should set up a city? And it was a location that Erath had found maybe 10, 11 years before when he was searching around. But the land titles were all terrible. At that juncture, you didn't have a, a state of Texas. Uh, you had about four or five different titles to the same piece of land. Uh, so Jacob became an expert in figuring out how to unravel those titles. Right. Yeah, and that's little mysteries how, there. And that was a start. Yeah. Oh, that that's really is. It's fascinating, and I think it's a story a lot of people don't know, which brings us to a very special project, and it is called My Beautiful Daughter. And Monica, this is, this is something that uh, a group of people are working on, right. a film. Yes, uh -huh. we have a film. It's a documentary that's going to be uh, coming out later this year. Hopefully the premiere will happen in October. And it's a documentary about Jacob and the founding of Waco. We talk a little bit about the Indians in there that were here um, a few decades before Jacob. Um, and he, we called it um, My Beautiful Daughter because that's what he felt about Waco. Yeah. He felt that he, this was such a beautiful area, the terrain, the rivers, the springs, uh, and the land was perfect for growing and cultivating. So um, this, he never, although he never lived here, um, he always felt a connection to Waco. Yeah, very sweet. I like it better than Six Shooter Junction, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which <clears throat> was Waco's name <laughs> for a while there. Um, but you have teamed up with a, a filmmaker out of Austin to have this all happen. I had done some work in the nonprofit that I run uh, around the world in Zambia. Uh, so uh, a fellow that I had uh, was the film teacher for the McCallum High School in Austin, Texas. It's in Austin, yeah. Uh, he had been teaching film there for almost two decades. Uh, his kids are just incredibly well trained. Yeah. He had organized a nonprofit to get the latest equipment into the school. Um, so. It was really fortunate for me at the time that uh, we were going to bring together some young people from Zambia, some of the young students from Austin, Texas. Uh, we were going to do it face-to-face. -face. COVID intervened. Yeah. And then what ended up happening is we did it online. So uh, we just reinvented it. Instead of not doing it, we did online film training. And in fact, one of the young ladies who took that class 
is going to be involved with this film. She and I are talking tomorrow. No, uh, that's, that is awesome. So it's very what exciting. What a great opportunity for young people to kind of put these skills to the test and, uh, and work on a project that really can have so much impact for the city of Waco. We hope that it does in many ways. Uh, one of the uh, intentions that we have with the film is to create the film in a laboratory environment. Yeah. Uh, taking the skills that, that our Ken Rogers has as a teacher and be able to run one or two online classes while we're doing the film and let young people feel like they are seeing the film being made while it's being made. Well, and when you're talking about people that lived 175 years ago, obviously you've got archival pictures and that type thing, but you have to be creative in how to show, you know, modern footage too, to tell the story. That's the, the neat part about it are the number of different groups that have become involved and the mm -hmm. stories that exist. Uh, when I came here and then found my way over to the museum of, uh, of the city of Waco mm -hmm. uh, and the saw Taylor the, museum. the mm -hmm. Taylor Museum and saw the number of stories that could be told by people from Waco. I was focusing on one, <laughs> but there are dozens oh, of yeah. stories yeah, that could yeah. be told. So it's just a wealth of possibilities. And a lot of it, as Monica has said any number of times to me, is due to the fact that Jacob set up the, the city with the right spirit, with a community spirit, by giving so much away. Yeah, he set up, um, when he came here, and he had tracts of land, he was selling the land for 2 to $5, uh, but he donated lots of land for public parks, really? for churches of any denomination, for schools, uh, and he was very inclusive of that. So mm -hmm. at that time, uh, there were Baptist churches, Christian churches, Jewish churches, and there's still a few that are still around today. Yeah, the date date to those early beginnings. Well, it, I think it's just awesome that we are able to bring this story to life for folks so they can learn maybe a part of Waco history they really had no idea about. I got very oh, interested in this years ago because I was fascinated. You know, mm -hmm. Roy de Romero was the artist of that. Yeah, right. And a uh, little coloring book, which right, is available. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the coloring book was designed for uh, for kids in elementary school, and they were delivered to elementary schools all throughout Waco. So every child within the district of Waco ISD and Rappaport, McGregor, mm -hmm. and La Vega all received that book, and it really tells the history of Jacob, the little story, um, and it's got uh, figures in there and diagrams in there that they can color. There's even a song written about it uh, that oh, Roy yeah. and his granddaughter right. wrote. There's so, a, yeah, there's a song um, in the back. <laughs> you know, we're just hoping that this will show the inclusivity that Jacob believed in, mm -hmm. and we still believe into this day. Yeah, yeah, the name of the song, Where My Heart Wants to Be. I, I love it, um, but it does kind of beg the question, there's no De Cordova Drive or Avenue. Or, you know, really, there's not much in right. Waco that would point to its founder. Well, we hope to change that. <laughs> okay. That's, a, that's, that's called a tease <laughs> right. in the business. Right. <laughs> but uh, coming up March 2nd, uh, well, the first and the second, it, you're, you're really hoping to have a little bit of a splash to talk about this project. One of the things that will happen right away is that because it is the 175th anniversary of the founding of Waco uh, on March 1st, 
1849. That was when the first uh, lot was sold uh, to Shapley Ross. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was the beginning. Uh, you now have 175 years later on this March 1st that's coming up, and we can reach out to everybody in Waco to participate in an anniversary. In the process of yeah. celebrating the anniversary, we can tell the story. Absolutely. And then there will be a film that will be premiered later in the year. Mm -hmm. So everybody can sort of have a hand in it. And in part, we're even thinking that this is a perfect opportunity to create a time capsule for you know, oh, yeah. uh, 25 years from now, for uh -huh. the 200th anniversary of Waco. What was it like today? That'll be here tomorrow, the way time flies. It seems to go fast. <laughs> it goes very fast. But there will be people who have all kinds of ideas. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, uh, as he did back then in creating a public square, if he were around today, he would be looking and saying, well, what's today's Wild West? Mm -hmm. What's the public square of today and how are we gonna create it today? So, you know, we hope to generate those kinds of conversations so that people can feel that they're part of it, be included in the process. No doubt that will happen. And um, I am, I'm excited to, to play a small part in this, but the um, Jacob de Cordova Society, how can folks learn more about that? There is a change.org organization. There is also a Facebook page, mm -hmm. which is Jacob de Cordova Society. Mm -hmm. And of course, they can always reach out to me through texasfineartists at gmail.com. Uh, we are looking for sponsors, donations, volunteers. Uh, there is a lot of planning that we are doing for this year. And um, it's, it's a fun opportunity for anyone who would get involved and help us out. Well, I just think there are a lot of people here locally that would want to take part in something as significant to the history of Waco and the future of Waco, really. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you both. Monica, thank you for thank being you, with man. us. Jeff, so glad you met, found your way. <laughs> glad to, to be here. To Texas from, uh, from Massachusetts, but uh, we are, we're glad you're here because you've just jumped in with both feet. <laughs> He really has. <laughs> he really it's a, has. It's a pleasure to be able to work with such fine people. I can uh, certainly say that. Well, we're, we're excited to, to Thank you. spread the word. So, again, the Jacob de Cordova Society and uh, coming up a little bit of fun, yes. uh, the 1st and 2nd of March. So, anyway, thank you both so, so much for being with us you. and you all for being with us for Central Texas Events. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.